If you enjoyed reading Chanakya's chant and the Krishna's key, there are high chances that you will fall in love with the vault of Vishnu. Ashwin Songi talks to us about his love for writing, life and more. 1. Who is the real Ashwin, a writer, a philosopher, just a common man with common ideas? I feel like an imposter. There are times when I look at passages written by me and wonder how I wrote them. I am convinced that my writing is a blessing of the Almighty and I pray each day that the creative muse will continue to support me in my endeavors. I guess what I'm trying to say is this, even though I have written three books, I still find it hard to think of myself as a writer. I'm an ordinary person who had never written anything longer than a single page till seven years ago and hence my own incredulity and amazement at penning three books with a fourth in the works. 2. How was your childhood, family, life spent in school and college? I grew up in a business family. My schooling was at Cathedral and John Conan School in Mumbai. I attribute my love for history and the English language to my school days. I enjoyed elocution, debates and dramatics at school. I completed a BA in economics from St. Xavier's College and followed it up with an MBA at Yale. From the very beginning my life was predestined to be that of a businessman. I started working along with my father at age 16. By the time that I began writing my first book, The Rosable Line, in 2005, I already had 20 years of business experience behind me. 3. When did you realize the inner calling of being an author, the circumstances and incidents that drew you towards writing? My maternal grandfather was a voracious reader and poet who would send me a book each week to read. At the end of the week I had to send him a one-page letter about why I liked or disliked it. Up until 2005, I had remained a voracious reader without having any idea that there was a writer lurking inside of me. In that year I visited Rosable, a shrine in the heart of Srinagar, which carries the legend that the person buried there is none other than Jesus Christ himself. I was fascinated by the story and began reading and researching everything that I could lay my hands on. 12 months and 57 books later I had multiple theories swimming in my head. My wife casually suggested that I should try weaving the disparate threads into a single cohesive whole and that gentle nudge got me started on the Rosable Line. 4. What inspired you to pen down books like the Rosable Line, Chanakya's Chant and your other books? Inspiration, people who inspired you or the tales from your life. I find that adversity can sometimes help break the status quo of one's life and thus inspire creativity. I was going through a rough patch at work and was completely stressed out. Some individuals turned to yoga, meditation, music or golf. In my case it turned out to be storytelling. Writing fiction allows me to escape into my fantasy world. If I have a bad day at work, I can choose to create an equally difficult and challenging situation for my protagonist. I can choose to escape to Venice, Istanbul or Afghanistan, in my mind, while ensconced in the privacy of my study. Writing is my form of prayer and meditation, an elixir. 5. How do you define spirituality? Are you spiritual at heart? I see spirituality in a very broad sense, the maxim being to do no harm. I see it as an awareness of the fact that one's actions can, and do, alter outcomes, even in one's own life. I have often commented that when I sit down to write, I see the words flowing through me, not from me. I read a passage the next day and wonder to myself how I wrote it. I see the universe as a giant laboratory experiment. We've partially figured out how it got started, the Big Bang, but haven't still figured out who made the Big Bang happen. 6. How many days, months or years did it take to research on the characters and the storyline of your novels? Most of my novels end up taking around 18 months from start to finish. The first six months are spent on research and the next three months are spent on developing the plot. The final nine months go towards writing and editing. This pattern may vary slightly from one book to the next but the overall time frame is rather constant. 7. 
one book that is really close to your heart and why. It's a 1952 translation of the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam by Edward Fitzgerald. It was handed down to me by my grandfather. One of my favorite verses from it is Ah, fill the cup, what boots it to repeat, how time is slipping underneath our feet. Unborn tomorrow and dead yesterday, why fret about them if today be sweet. Whenever I need a morale booster I turn to Omar Khayyam. 8. Do you follow modern-day politicians and philosophers? There isn't much difference between politicians and philosophers. It's usually a philosophy that drives politics and, unfortunately, sometimes it's politics that drives philosophy. I am very active on social media and I remain abreast of developments in the political arena. For a writer, every new development in the world of politics, economics, crime, science or government is fodder for fiction, particularly my brand of storytelling in which I intersperse facts with fiction. 9. Please tell us about your favorite authors, films, your favorite travel destination, in India and abroad, and your hobbies. I work five days a week and use whatever time remains to write my novels. I have little time for anything besides my family. Thus I have no hobbies at all. Writing is my sole hobby. My wife jokes that my hobby resulted in loss of hubby for her. I do have indulgences though. My favorite ones are single malts and cigars. Among English films, my all-time favorites are Godfather, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Schindler's List and Elizabeth. Among my Hindi favorites are Gomal, the one by Harishikesh Mukherjee, Umrao John, the one by Muzaffar Ali, Chashmay Badur and Don, the original Top one. In addition I love watching the old and utterly nonsensical comedies of David Dawan and Govinda. My favorite travel destination in India is Mahabaleshwar, I love all hill stations actually because they inspire me to write. My favorite destination abroad is the English countryside, particularly the Lake District. I was brought up on a diet of commercial fiction and thrillers for most of my growing years, Jeffrey Archer, Sidney Sheldon, Robert Ludlam, Frederick Forsyth, Irving Wallace, Jack Higgins, Tom Clancy, Ken Follett, and Arthur Haley. In the past decade, Dan Brown, John Grisham, Stieg Larsson, Ian Rankin and countless others were added to my list. Among Indian authors, I have enjoyed Salman Rushdie, Ruskin Bond and R.K. Narayan. 10. Are you in talks with filmmakers who'd want to adapt Chanakya's chant into a film? The movie rights to Chanakya's chant were sold by me to UTV almost a year ago. They are currently scripting the movie and I believe that casting should be finalized by the end of this year. I am not involved in the process because I would rather write another book. I plan to revisit my unfinished manuscript, the story of which is set in post-independence India. If all goes well I hope to complete it by the end of next year. 11. Please tell our readers five books of all times that they must read. Both fiction and non-fiction. First, All the King's Men by Robert Penn Warren. It was the one that got me interested in politics. Second, The Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam, because it taught me about wine, women and song. And God. Third, Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov, because it makes you realize that you can empathize even with a degenerate if his character is presented in all dimensions. Fourth, India after Gandhi, the history of the world's largest democracy by Ramachandra Gua, because it is a wonderfully balanced chronicle of the triumphs and defeats of post-independence India. And fifth, Gitanjali by Rabindranath Tagore, one of the only books of poetry that can bring tears to your eyes. 12. Any special message for the readers of this blog? In the enduring words of the Simpsons, me fail English? That's impossible.